Hey friends, I'm Ashley. Hey you guys! I'm Lainey. And this is Haunted Real Estate. guys hope you had an excellent excellent easter excellent excellent <laughs> so it is easter sunday here for us and this was the time that we both had off to record so that's okay we have a roast chicken going and it's record time so today laney is reading us our story or telling us our story Lanaye, take it away. Well, hello, friends, family, lovers. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> I don't know who the lovers are, but okay. Yeah, it sounds like I have many. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, so thank you for joining us today. I'm doing another story. I personally was, you know, not not pleased with my Loftus Hall story, uh, just because I just you know, I'm judgmental of myself. We're all, we're, we're all tough on ourselves. Yeah, we're our own worst critics. Um, so today I'm doing another one and I would love to hear some feedback because uh, Ashley and I have had a lot of transition in our uh, careers. Uh, that is why we're like getting a little bit more behind, but we do love doing this. So we're figuring it out. Um, yes, and- please give us some grace on that while we're trying to figure it out because we both have new roles with our jobs that it's just requiring a little bit more time right now as we iron things out. So yeah, and sorry that's pretty about that. funny. We both in our jobs, very different jobs, but um, both require a lot of people needing our help or like people attention. I guess is a better mm-hmm. word. Yes. Um, so, anyways, bear with us. I might be doing more, but I really, really need y'all's feedback on if I'm okay and where I can improve. Okay, be kind though. Don't be a douche lord. Uh, it's okay. Be a douche lord. Make me cry. No. Um, what? No. You don't like that? <laughs> no, I know. God. Uh, anyways, okay. If so, you're a douche lord, just don't listen to the show. That's fine. Yeah, for real. Uh, so today we're talking about uh, what is likely one of the most popular haunted attractions in San Diego. A lot of people go see this house. Uh, It's a Greek Revival-style home uh, that not only sits on a burial ground, but uh, has seen many family tragedies and deaths, uh, both uh, very unfortunate and natural. And it is also just infamous around the world as one of the most haunted places in America. So today we're taking a trip to Old Town San Diego to visit 2476 San Diego Avenue in California. Old San Diego. And it's called The Whaley House. Ever heard of it? Have you ever heard of it was going to be my question. Oh, I'm sorry. Just stole it from you. <laughs> we sit across the table and like I can't see her notes or anything, so. No, um, but I had never heard of it um, until recently. And it's funny because my Loftus Hall episode was the most haunted in Ireland. And now I'm like the most haunted in America. I just sound like a used car salesman with like, this is the best deal ever. Always, every time. Uh, I did actually get sidetracked and looked into what makes something the most haunted. Really didn't get a straight answer. It's more of, it looks like it's more of how many how many reportings or sightings of paranormal activity there are versus how many people died or been, ar- been around that have died, I guess. I find that interesting. I would like to know more about what makes something the most haunted. 
Yeah, because a lot of people say it's the most haunted place in the world. Like yeah. Lizzie Borden and, um, oh my gosh, I should, Huska Castle. Yeah, to me all, that like, would be all... the most haunted because we're talking demons in a hellhole, but, you know. I think people just really want tourists to come out and a big way to do this, it's the most haunted. The most. So, you know. So anyways. Take we're... it take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. So um, this goes back, uh, we're going back to 1849. Uh, we've got like sandy land here, some cactus, and it's called Old Town, uh, Old Town San Diego. At this point, uh, there is known Indian burial ground, but around the time when there was a courthouse there. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Did you say there is a known burial ground or not? There is. Okay, yes. okay, okay. So, you know, this, you know, America, pretty much everywhere is an Indian burial ground. There's just so much history there, some not documented. Uh, you can almost just assume America is just one giant country of Indian burial ground. I hope that didn't sound bad. I've <laughs> Coming out, it sounded rude. <laughs> um, well, there's got to be a lot of burials. I mean, people have walked this land way before we ever did, so yeah, you don't know what's underneath you. For sure. But the Hidden San Diego reported that uh, about 477 people were buried in and around the El Campo Santo area, uh, which is Old Town, San, or not San Francisco, San Diego. And that is when they had a courthouse there. Uh, so the city, of course, would build roads over some of the graves, uh, definitely shrink the size of the cemetery that one was once there. Of course, the Mark Graves did tell stories of the deceased, which included, you know, both old and young people, Catholics, Protestants, Anglos, and Mexicans. Just such a large amount of, uh, I guess, various ethnicities, races, religions, all kinds of folks there. I'm kind of laughing that you just pointed out Mexicans. <laughs> Catholics, Protestants, Anglos, Mexicans. Well, yeah, you know what? Just, I, I, just I, I hope chuckle. I offend no one because I do. Sometimes I say things really badly. Well, how, I'm sorry. How old is the cemetery or the uh, burial the, ground? So, so we're going back to 1849. The burial ground is before that. We're talking about when there was, you know, just a little courthouse in this dusty old town. Um, when they're talking about the 477 people that are at least accounted for with their graves, stating like who they are, where they came from. So it's it's just it's a hodgepodge of different people, all different cultures. So. At this time, the cemetery also doubled as an execution yard. There was a murderer named Antonio. Uh, he Antonio. Antonio. He faced a firing squad there in about 1852, and he actually forgave his executioners before he like gave his last breath, which I don't know made me like cry a little bit. He was like shot down to death. Of course, he's a murderer, so you know you reap what you sow. Um, but yeah, Antonio. Uh, yes, Antonio. But uh, there is the most famous execution that was held there, uh, and that is of James Robinson. Robinson, uh, His alias was named Yankee Jim. So the story is going to tie Yankee Jim and the Whaley's in the house. Uh, so we're just... Doing a little backstory before we get into the Whaley family. Uh, so Yankee Jim, he was a French Canadian man, uh, huge guy. He stood about six foot four, really strong. Uh, I read some really weird descriptions about him that like were kind of politely saying he was unattractive. Like <laughs> I read something like people wouldn't look him in the eye. Something you ass ugly Yankee Jim. <laughs> yes. Sorry, um, I have no idea. I've never seen him. <laughs> I. Uh, 
I'll get, I'll get you some photos. Um, but he he went to California because of uh, the gold rush, like many did. Uh, he kind of got there before before all the towns were being built for everyone that kind of flocked over there for the gold rush. Uh, but he was known to kind of stalk miners and steal their gold or findings. Oh, gosh. Yes. What a turd. Great like, dude. Like so many people weren't finding gold anyway, like these tiny little baby nuggets that you find you got yankee jim over here this ass ugly fella stealing your stuff yeah just a ugly giant coming in taking all your stuff did you say he was big well he's six foot four oh okay well definitely big yeah so he's he's just the time he's a big dude but big now too yeah some reports not all of them some just say he was like a petty thief but then some say he did murder people so that's cool he's just petty for sure (laughs) yes Absolutely. And he also would borrow people's horses to, like, get around, of course. Do and did think- he ever give them back? No. Because no. I don't think anybody just saw your air quotes. No, yeah. Sorry. Did y'all hear the air quotes? Did you hear them? <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, he would definitely have, like, an extreme high bill of late fees on, like, a blockbuster thing because he just never returned anything. Mm, so mm, Bet you he didn't rewind either. Oh, God. Yeah, that was such a free <laughs> thing to do when he would... He would pay pop, $2 if you don't rewind. When he popped in a VHS and it's the end credits and you just have to... And then watch the movie in reverse. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't miss that. But... So regardless of him stealing horses, stealing gold, just, you know, being a a douche canoe, he was actually caught for stealing a boat. Uh, And that is what led to be for him to go uh, be hung on the gallows. So he stole a rowboat. He was arrested. He he really stole from the wrong people um, because those people were also on the jury uh, that, that wanted him dead. So he was charged for grand larceny. Uh, his punishment, of course, was death. Um, so Jim, being just like the delightful gentleman he seems to be, uh, he laughed at the verdict. He thought it was a prank or a trick to scare him. He made jokes about it the whole time. They had priests pleading with him to consider his immortal soul. And Jim, he did not give two shits. Uh, he brushed him off. He didn't really think he was actually going to be hung. And the next morning, of course, he was led to the gallows in El Campo Santo. And he realized it was no longer a joke. Uh, he pleaded with police. Uh, he gave a long speech to bystanders, claiming that he had given piles of gold to help poor men. You know, don't do oh, this to me. I'm, I'm such a great man. I've helped people. So they stood him up on a mule cart with a noose around his neck. And it's... <laughs> I laughed at this because, of course, any, like, dickhead would do this. But said that he was still talking and pleading while he was being hung. Oh, my God. After you were making jokes in the court, you know, like, whoa, 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 guys, this is serious? Yeah. I thought you were going to walk be, walk me up here and be like, okay, now change your life. You're set free. Yeah. So he just, just so inappropriate. Um, And, of, of course, he would have to have the last word, like, still talking while he's strangling anyways uh so but on account of that his height uh the fall did not break his neck so it was a very slow choking to death with his boots just like barely hovering over the sand oh that's so oh god that just really freaks me out to watch that like the suffering i know part of the hanging like uh, i know that just i can't watch that like to think that public hangings were a thing like Right? That that is your entertainment, that you're going there for a public hang. Like, that's just absolutely bonkers to me. I could not watch that, but make it quick. Like, 
break the neck, be done. Yeah. I, I can't watch the suffering aspect of that. No, that's such a huge part of our history of, you know, people watching it. And I could understand if like your child was murdered and you wanted to see that guy's last breath and make sure he was dead. But, Think about like stone throwing. Oh my gosh, like, no! Like audience participa- participation. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> audience participation. And who are these ogres like throwing these? St- well, okay, I say that. I'm sure some people deserved getting the thrown stone at them, but not everybody did. But I that would just be very difficult for me to participate in, unless maybe I was like a victim of that yeah. person in some form or fashion but whew. yeah it's, it's wild to think about like i always kind of question when i watch like gladiator style movies like would i actually go watch a show knowing that those people are actually murdering each other it's not just like wrestling no, would, <laughs> no. i mean obviously i didn't so live like, in gladiator yeah. time so i can't <laughs> say how i would be because i would have been more raised around that stuff but i cannot imagine i, I mean we're either. soft now i'll tell you that we are soft Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we get upset over, you know, kids getting bullied in school because they got tripped. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you poor thing. Your okay, well, if that is one of my kids, I, I no, want to go fight a little kid <laughs> over it. But, yeah, no, I know what you're you saying. Were, yes. Like, the things that we freak out about are, are minute in comparison to, like, 1600s and the yeah. way that people were being punished. For sure. Yeah, I'm glad I call you to be like, I can't believe that guy said that to me. That was so hurtful instead of being like, I was stabbed 17 times and, you know, they sewed me up and, you know, I'll be fine, I think. Or, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I have four days, but maybe come say bye to me before I go. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Just, yeah. Just so extreme. Anyway, so... To add on to that, he was also too tall to fit in a standard coffin, so they broke his legs to accommodate him fitting in it. Oh my gosh, that's I, that's <laughs> whatever. That's I would say that's like, disrespectful. Again, Yankee Jim didn't sound like the nicest fellow around, but that's unfortunate. They couldn't just like they don't have like an extended version they could give him, right? Or like pop out some holes so his little <laughs> so his feet can hang through. Oh my gosh. So, uh, but among the uh, bystanders watching Yankee Jim's hanging uh, was Thomas Whaley. And I find this super weird because, of course, when you research it, no one dives into why the heck he did this. But he bought the land and he built a house on it after seeing a man hung there. So what a beautiful piece of land this man is hanging on. (laughs) Yes. It Uh, makes you wonder, did he like the land or did he like just get this feeling he didn't want to forget? So he thought. I'm going to buy this land so I can never forget that hanging. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So you'll find like Thomas Whaley. Yes, he was there for that. He did buy the land. Uh, He was born in 1823 in New York and he happened to be there for the hanging. Of course, all these people are going there for the gold rush. And Thomas Whaley, uh, his family history is pretty incredible. A lot of them were in the Revolutionary War. They made muskets. Um, They were all very, uh, I guess, like talented builders, but they were also great businessmen. You'll find that Thomas Whaley is also an incredible architect and kind of a historian because he purposely saved so much of his so much of his papers and stuff when he was building the house. So people actually know exactly what his intent was. It's mm-hmm. not like a Winchester mansion mystery. <laughs> um, so I he, think she did that on purpose. True. I uh, guess we have definitely, I'm going to leave some weird shit behind. So you guys are like, why did she do that? And it's just going to be this huge mystery as to why I did it. Well, I'll be kind of mad at you. Cause I feel like I know you pretty well. And then if you leave me with like some giant gaping hole of nothing that I know makes sense, then <laughs> 
then I'm haunting your ghost. When I just I had go. so many thoughts about when <laughs> I die and like how things are going to be. But man, I tried when we sat down and made our will. I know I've probably told you this, but we sat down and made our will. I wanted to do it like a treasure hunt kind of thing, like force my kids to go like travel to certain oh, yeah. areas to do things before they got like anything. But the lawyer said no. Yeah. So, okay. That's she was kind of boring. <laughs> we weren't jiving, but uh, she kept it legal, I guess. It's fine. Yeah. All right. So uh, Thomas Whaley, he uh, started building on the house on that land in 1855, which is about three years after Yankee Jim had been hung. And he actually, I'm going to get sidetracked because I will talk about the house again later, but he did this super weird thing of like when he built the house, he had this archway in the house which is said to have been exactly where the gallows were. That's so like weird. Walking through it, you're where Yankee Jim was body was hang, hanging. I don't know. That makes me think he kind of liked it. I know. Um, and uh, it's also said that people warned him not to build on this land, that it is, you know, there's a lot of superstitious people over there that have seen all the deaths. Um, and he just kind of like laughed it off, like no big deal. So he moves his wife and six children over there. Good Lord. Uh, yeah, no big deal. No big deal, just six kids. <sighs> yeah, for real. So he moved them in, and uh, it is said that, you know, soon after they had arrived there, they would hear heavy footsteps moving about the house, mostly in the attic. So, of course, it's going to be thought of as Yankee Jim with his 6'4 man body stomping around. And, you know, plus you incorporated the area where he died so you know way to go thomas whaley good planning ahead there i want to talk more about the hauntings but i just need to go into the family story anyway so but lillian whaley did report that her father told her that yankee jim was hung in the location of the archway and that was fully done intentional then yeah like there's no accidental oh what a coincidence i put an archway where there was a hanging yeah, it's just it's just weird. I can't imagine our dad saying that. <laughs> Wait, oh, but sorry, you said he told his daughter that. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that's super creepy. Yeah. Just like, like talking. Yeah. <laughs> talking dad as a- look, somebody was hung right here in this place. So I did this archway so that you could just imagine his hanging body. <laughs> it's like it's okay. like a, when Mufasa's telling Simbo like this land will all be yours. I just imagine Thomas Willie like. Look right here where a man was hanged, suffered, long time. Yeah. Broken and shoved That was a rough hanging. (laughs) He was a weirdo. Yeah, he certainly was. Uh, So people do, of course, report heavy footsteps moving around the house. Again, we all think this is Yankee Jim. Many people, of course, believe the land has always been cursed and will just kind of doom anyone who wants to mess with it. So Thomas Whaley very well could have just put himself in this horrible position. Uh, it's, said, it's said that not only was Yankee Jim cursed by the way he died being so long, but now the Whaleys are cursed from being on this land. Mm-hmm. Thomas Whaley's son, uh, Thomas Whaley Jr., died shortly after moving into the house. Mm-hmm. And he, w- he was stricken with scarlet fever. He, and he died at 18 months old. Uh, a lot of visitors that visit the house today say that they hear baby crying softly. Oh, my God. And then they hear, like, little baby giggles. And then they hear Yankee Jim's footsteps. Mm. So, depending on... How if, do they know it's Yankee Jim's footsteps? It's... They so, just, like, that's the footsteps of six, four, six so foot four. Several ma- things six, I hear, it's, it's like stomping. Like, if mm, you're downstairs mm-hmm. and you're upstairs, you're like, 
dude, stop being so heavy footed up there. <laughs> I okay. I don't know if they would know Yankee gyms, but I do know like the footsteps of people in my house. Like you know, people mm-hmm. walk a certain way, the heel to toe, toe to heel, and then you know if it, if the footsteps are close together. So I mean, I know footsteps of people I know. Mm-hmm. I don't think they knew his footsteps, but anyway, yes, it, a, a large man. And, they and probably it, did know. And I'll get I'll get into it more later, but I I'm such a skeptic when it comes to stories about what people say that happen in haunted houses. And it's not because I don't believe it. I definitely believe in ghosts and demons and any paranormal activity. I just don't trust people as much. Uh-huh. But this is reported by so many sources, so many magazines, online blogs, there's podcasts, there's movies, there's there's all kinds of stuff. So many people have reported this heavy footing and just, I guess you're just left to assume that's him. Mm-hmm. The big man. Um, a few months after the baby's death, uh, there was a fire on the property. So uh, Thomas Whaley, being the great businessman he is, he had a general store attached to the house. Uh, it all completely burned down. Uh, Just the general store? Mm-hmm. Okay, but not the house. Correct. So the general store burnt down, and Thomas Whaley, I guess, finally took that as a sign of, I ne- we need to get out of here. I mean, one of their kids died, and their, I guess, additional source of income is now dead. Uh, so I thought you were going to tell me there was like a big insurance payout or something. No. Uh, no, he took his family and they moved to San Francisco. Um and they returned a few years later, uh, mostly due to low, low labor. Uh, I think we talked about that with Sarah Winchester. Mm-hmm. Um, just, labor is just much cheaper there. So it's like, I don't care if this house may have cursed our family, but we're going to go yeah, back. probably start like, um, I just had the word in my head and I just lost it. But you, oh yeah, like you kind of start to like minimize the problems. Like once you're yeah. removed from it, you're like, oh, you know what? That wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. It was all in our heads. Let's go back. Exactly. Um, Good so, luck with that. Yeah. So they moved back in, and uh, two of the daughters of Thomas Whaley, they both married in the house, had beautiful weddings there, uh, and then they left. Uh, but the daughter, Victoria, uh, she married a guy named, sorry in advance, uh, George Bertolacci. <laughs> I like the way it oh sounded really painful coming Ber- out of your mouth. Berto- Bertolacci. 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 Oh my gosh. I sound like. Brad Pitt and Inglorious Bastards when he's like, uh, River Deerche. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. So George, her husband, he was known to be a pretty abusive, generally angry individual. Mm. Some folks say he was actually a con artist that married her for money. But regardless, their marriage was pretty short and it ended in divorce, which led Victoria to... Some pretty severe depression. Um, On August 18th, 1885, at 8.30 a.m., she took her father's pistol and shot herself in the outhouse. Oh, that's terrible. I know. And she was brought inside by her father, and she died in the back parlor a couple hours later. So, Oh, he, God, it wasn't even immediate. I what know. What is with the deaths on this property that's just, like, lingering and it's so just sad? so bad. I mean, I can't imagine as a parent finding your kid have No, done, I don't even want to think about yeah, it. we don't nope. need to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, move on from that. That is a touchy subject for a lot of people, but... Yeah, just that just sucks. Um, so the everyone or both viol- the dad and her sister. Sorry, that was a struggle. <laughs> well, the family had reported that they had seen her that morning around six a.m., but she had actually taken her father's gun about two days prior. 
Uh, so no one noticed it was missing. Thomas stated that right before he heard the gunshot, he was calling for her, asking if she wanted a peach. Um, and then that's, you know, he heard it and he ran to her and brought her inside. Wait, he was trying to see if she wanted a peach? Yeah, he was calling, like, right, right before he, the gunshot went off. He was like, hey, Violet, do you want a peach? I'm slicing some up. That's a really interesting memory because... I don't feel like I would remember that part of... I mean, maybe you would. I mean, did police show up and they were asking for an account? Uh, it's just... It's in one of the articles. And, of course, I'll have all my sources listed. But uh, I'm going to say, like, you know, at that time, a peach might be a little bit more of a delicacy. So, like, he remembers that moment of, like, hey, do you want some of this hmm. delicious fruit I cut up? I feel like I would be someone like that. Like, I remember specifically my hand was shoved yeah, up Casey a... Casey always says that to me. Like, the weird <laughs> things that I'll remember about something... Yeah. I, I guess I get that. But like just like in a story, too. he was asking her if she wanted a peach before she, you know, and this is a story that's like over a hundred years old. True. Yeah. Who who knows? That, that that story continued on for, for a long time. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, but apparently she never said any words or anything once she was brought into the house and, and then she passed on. Um, she had actually tried to take her life earlier that year by jumping from the back of the house into the cistern. Her sister actually caught her and, you know, prevented that suicidal moment she had. Uh, it's also said that Victoria had no interest in anything. She was under treatment from a doctor. She was very anxious. So I think it's just one of those unfortunate moments where she was probably already dealing with anxiety and depression. And then she married someone who made it so everything. Worse. Oh my gosh, Yes. Yeah, and it's... Poor um, woman. I've heard said... This is a long time ago. It wasn't with this research for this, but I heard that uh, only 1% of suicides are women who shot themselves. Like, women typically... One, they never shoot themselves in the head, which I find interesting. I don't know if it's because they don't want to, like, ruin their face. But, hmm. like, if they do, it's always usually, like, in the chest, which I thought was... Shoot themselves in the chest? Yeah. If 1% of women actually shoot themselves and... The majority of those are, they shoot themselves in the chest, not the head, where That's a lot of really interesting. men shoot themselves in the head. To Any truth to that? I don't know. I remembered this fact. And where after, did she shoot herself? In the chest. That's why it took her longer yeah, to die. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I guess that's why most people do it. In that. You can still survive a headshot, but it's just less likely. I mean, yeah. it's a little bit more, like, localized to a specific area, while the chest, chest is a little different. Unless you get, like, right to the heart. Yeah. You could just end up suffering for a long time. For sure. So there is a suicide note, and it kind of just bumps me out. It's very short, though. Uh, it was actually a poem by someone named Thomas Hood. It was found on the back porch, and it says, Mad from life's history, swift to death's mystery, glad to be hurled anywhere, anywhere out of this world. That is really sad. I know. Did I Thomas Hood commit suicide? That would be, we should look into the poet. I'm not sure. Yeah, like that, that'd be really sad. Like if I knew somebody that wrote that poem, I'd be like, are you okay? Yeah, we could do a little. Let's talk about this. Mental health check in there. So today people have claimed they see her crying in the outhouse, which I'm, I'm such a jackass. <laughs> I'm just imagining like me being a ghost. Like if I'm crying, oh. it, y'all find me crying in the bathroom. <laughs> I just imagine ghost lady sitting on the toilet. Oh, God, it's just Laney. Walk out. Give her a minute. <laughs> Give her a minute. Others have stated that they've seen her on the second floor of the house, uh, where she did spend a lot of her time, uh, mostly in solitude. Of course, she liked to keep to herself. Let's see. So then, uh, about two years after that, 
Thomas Whaley actually died uh, due to an illness, so he's more of a natural cause. And then later in 1905, Anna Amelia, one of the daughters, she died suddenly. Uh, Anna Amelia was their third child. She actually died in Modesto, California at the age of 47, so she didn't die in the house. Okay. Basically, but all the family starts dying off within, like, the next 10 years, and it's just odd to me. That's why I, I kind of like the idea, not like it, because I feel sorry for them, but I like the idea that there is a curse. Even though they left, like, they're all dying off. Again, please don't think I like that. That just sounds like I'm a weird, morbid freak. I love a good I, curse. I love that they all died. Um, I really don't. Anyways, um, then Anna, uh, now the widow of Thomas, she died at the Whaley house at 80 years old. Uh Frank Whaley died in 1914, a year after his mother, inside the house. I don't know how to say this word due to rheumatism. Yeah, like, well, I know of rheumatoid arthritis. Okay, well, that's how he died. Okay. I don't think, it's one of those times where, like, I haven't seen the word spelt out before. Yeah. Um, so oh, I just, my gosh. Can you, I wonder if ever, can, if you just hear a lot of kids in the background, it's like, even on Easter Sunday, all the boys are playing out on the street. And it's like all I hear, even with my headphones on. I share a bunch of kids. Jeez. Sorry. So if you hear that in the background, I don't, even, I don't even know what to do about that unless I go yell at a bunch of kids and spoil the joy on Easter. So So then we have uh, George Ringgold Whaley. He died in 1928, um, unsure of location or the reason of death. And 1953, Lily Whaley died in a lemon grove rest home. It was about... Oh. <laughs> You said that so spread apart. A lemon grove. I was like, oh my God, was she picking lemons sitting in the shade and she just died? I know. Rest home. Okay. That's what I get for, I write like I think and I don't put punctuation. So I did that to myself. Oh my God, that drives you crazy, Lainey. I know. Sorry, guys. I, that really irritated me too. In a lemon grove rest home. Not in a lemon grove. (laughs) Grove. (laughs) Gosh. Um. So there is a, a burial ground at Mount Hope Cemetery that appears the entire family is there, with the exception of Anna Amelia. She was born at born. I can't speak. She was buried, not born, in Modesto Citizen Cemetery. <laughs> My God. Uh, so other fun stories that happen in the house. I, I don't know if they're fun, um, but. Some of the curators at the now museum have brought this up. So in 1871, Anna Whaley was held at gunpoint in the house on the ninth step of the stairs by the mob. Uh, This is one uh, one of the nights when Thomas Whaley was out of town on a business trip. Records supposedly have been removed. That's why it's not verifiable or part of the story as said above. But I did watch a video of... uh, it was in the 80s. This curator is no longer there, but she was doing a walkthrough of the house, and she's just walking up the stairs, and she's like, now when we get to the ninth stairs, you feel that cold air? It's just like <laughs> so creepy. I feel like I see this woman in my head right I now. I know. She's just so cute. Um, but, yeah, apparently a lot of people have reported the, the air changes to colder on that night step. So whether or not that did or did not happen, maybe Yankee Jim did something on that step. Who knows? But the U.S. Commerce Department uh, did officially declare the Whaley House as being haunted. And one of the only two in California that are deemed to be haunted. Legitimately um, haunted. Legit. Wait, what's the other one? Uh, that's a great question. We can look that up if you want. Okay, I got to look that up. 
Okay, so we're just going to have to take a deeper dive later to figure out what that other house was that is legally haunted. So continue on. Sorry, Lainey. Yeah, no worries. We we did try to look. Uh, there was a lot of things that came up. So um, Yeah, the Winchester house did come up, but it didn't come up as the other legally haunted house. So, you don't know. We'll, we'll tell you later. To be continued. TBD. Um, TBC. <laughs> So there is a rumor, and it is denied by the Willie House, so I'm going to say it's not true, but uh, it reminded me of something. Uh, there's a rumor that a girl died by running into the clothesline Ooh. that was at the Willie House, and it reminded me so much of the beginning of Ghost Ship, when that metal uh-huh. rope just slices yes. everyone in half. I know exactly what you're talking about. All the bodies, oh like, in slow-mo slide yes. apart. They all mm-hmm. have the shocked faces. And of, the only one that didn't die was the girl. Yes. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, when I read that, I was like, I just imagined a little kid. And that's horrible. Mm-hmm. I, gosh, what do they make clotheslines out of? I don't like it. Sounds dangerous. Mm-hmm. Sounds like I'd walk into it all the oh, time. Oh, I know. Well, it's like piano wires. <sighs> I think that's what what it was on. Um, yeah. No, maybe that wasn't piano wire. Just makes me think of the haunting when the piano, like, flicks her into the eye. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's terrible. I can't do the wire, the the dangerous wire, guys. Nope, 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 nope. Gosh. Uh, I saw Ghost Ship was on one of the streaming platforms, by the way, Mm -hmm. which I want to watch it, but I also know I will always get that song stuck in my head because they play it too much in the movie. It's like four times of, I stand, not crawling. Oh, mud vein. Not falling down. I I almost was like, I stand alone. (laughs) I was like, wait, no, I'm not the right song. No. I, I knew it started with I, 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 I. Yeah, I, uh, I had that CD in my Honda Accord, and it got stolen out of my CD player. I remember that. Oh, so buy my Mudvayne CD. What a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um. So, anyways, that Whaley house stood empty for a while, and it started deteriorating until 1909, uh, when Francis Re- Francis Whaley restored it uh, to become a tourist attraction. Uh, it's also said that a lot of people that just admired the house in general like pulled money together to help with it, which is exactly what I said. I wish people would do with Loftus Hall. Just mm. pull your money together, people. Save it. And, yeah, so the Whaley House, they lived in that family for almost a century, of course, suffering numerous deaths and family catastrophes. Stop honking the horn. My God. It's like none of my neighbors know that I'm recording right now. That's so rude. Sounds like we live in a big city, or we're recording in a big city. But anyway, so as I said a couple times above, today there are reports of seeing Yankee Jim or hearing Yankee Jim, seeing Mrs. Whaley, seeing Victoria, smells of fragrant perfume, babies crying, babies whining, stomping, there's cold air, there's orbs, you name it, it's there. It's all reported. All right. Uh, I actually saw something of uh, uh, Regis Philbin. He had a show when he was doing like local stuff in San Diego in his 30s, mm-hmm. he went to the Whaley House and he saw uh, something of like a white visual uh, that really freaked him out. He thinks it is the mom uh, or Mrs. Whaley. Uh, but I laughed really hard because it said something like, don't poo-poo on my experience. Like You have to see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, he's just so cute. I'm like, don't shit on my my story just because you didn't experience it too. <laughs> don't poo-poo on it, people. Don't poo-poo on it. So yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a couple celebrities, I guess, that w- have also been there and can say the same thing. But to dive into, since this is haunted real estate, 
Uh, a little bit about the house because it was the first of its kind. Uh, we're talking a Greek revival home. Uh, so as you walk through it, it's a very spacious place. Uh, there's an intimate family par- parlor with like Brussels carpets, uh, damask draperies, crystal chandeliers. Uh, you can really kind of picture just like the elegance of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, he was a prominent wealthy man from New York. His family's doing all this great innovative stuff. He's, like I said, he's kind of like an architect because he's building something that's the first of its kind over here. I, it reminds me of the Greek house in my big fat Greek wedding, but oh, uh, yeah. the first of its kind. Yeah. <laughs> and also there were mahogany flooring, so you know it smells of rich mahogany. Rich um, mahogany. <laughs> so yeah, when you're like you're looking at this place, you're it's just crazy to think that you're you can imagine all of the battles that happened on the barren land, and then that it was a courthouse. And people were hanged for crimes like stealing a boat, not murder or mm-hmm. steal or anything like that. I still think that's wild. That's how Yankee Jim was caught if he did do all those things prior. Yeah. It's just so crazy. So the house is on the east side of San Diego Avenue. Uh and it was built with uh or by a civic minded Eastern merchant. Uh Thomas Whaley spent about ten thousand dollars in eighteen fifty seven to build this house, which was just considered beautiful and just an obscene t- amount of money. Yes. He used details and plans uh, that are actually used, like, today. They're actually really popular for, like, New York standard houses. Uh, The formal spacings of the doors, windows, heavy porch, moldings, uh, the contrast of painting with white detail and red brick, uh, concealed roof, essential simplicity. All of this is kind of part of the Greek Revival look, and that look really didn't start flourishing in the u.s until about 1860 uh so thomas whaley was just 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 doing everything new just bring it bringing in a new trend uh that that still is beautiful to this day uh, and the house looks exactly like the way he built it today too which i think is really cool people once it was starting to fall apart people really took the time and energy to to make it just look great um it's also been uh considered to be like a great plantation plantation house uh because of its adaptability to the climate and geographic conditions uh it's very cool and comfortable and it's still the same as it was uh you know three years ago to a hundred years ago uh it's also considered very modern um with the heavy brick walls and high ceilings uh, that do naturally keep rooms cool as if they were air conditioned but of course they were not uh, another cool thing about it is the materials for building it were taken from the land. So there's a lot of use of native clay and river sand that are made into the bricks and that they were baked. The bricks were baked in kilns. There's a lot of embellishments from the east. There's cedar. I already mentioned mahogany. Uh, the hinges and doorknobs and locks were all from a, a New York establishment by Whaley and Pye, so his family. So there's also, a, I did fail to mention this, uh, someone in his family also had a, they made bricks. So like everything he used was either from natural from the land or it was made by his own family, which I just think is really cool. He didn't outsource a lot of the work, I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. So the accurate restoration work that was done by the County of San Diego in rebuilding of Whaley House, it was it was made 
possible because of Thomas Whaley's like brilliant documentation of everything. I mean, he it's like he intentionally made sure people know what his intention was for the house, how he did it. And how to fix it when it's old. Literally the opposite of everything Sarah Winchester did. Exactly. Very methodical, and I have a reason for (laughs) everything I do. Exactly. Which maybe Sarah did too, but she just didn't care to share it with us. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I said before, I mean, he is kind of considered a historian, uh, but he was just a leading citizen of his community because he was a businessman, a merchant, an architect, a mechanic, a public servant. A father, a husband, like he just kind of did it all. To me, when I was reading about Thomas Whaley, I was like, I feel like this is what people think of when they're like, I want to live the American dream. Like he's like the epitome of like American success. I I don't know. (laughs) Not the epitome of the American dream? Yeah. Yes, that too. The dream is technically success, right? Do what you want. Um, It looks different to every person. Yeah. American dream is not one thing. So, um, yeah, so by 1956, yeah, the Board of Supervisors of the County of San Diego agreed to purchase, restore it to original condition, and it was actually something Thomas Whaley had said, and that is what they went by. My new house, when completed, will be the handsomest, most comfortable, and convenient place in town within 150 miles from here, and it is actually perfectly placed to be such a convenient spot to reach a lot of different cities and anywhere around it. Um, so that kind of wraps up my story. Um, did, sorry, did you say the great-granddaughter Marion Reynolds? Did you say anything about her? And I just missed it. Uh, I did not go into the great-greats. I just kind of went okay. into the... the- OG Whaley yeah. family that the, died there. In 1913, the Whaley great-granddaughter, Marion Reddles, ingested a poison. They didn't know what it was, but then it turns out it was like a homemade pesticide of arsenic and honey, and it was just in a jar outside to keep the pests away. Oh, that's... I didn't read that anywhere. Yeah, became violently ill after ingesting it and died. Yeah, that right. just really is like a curse on that family. Yeah, it, it's insane. And, um, you know, some of the stuff I read, you know, Thomas... Always heard Yankee Jim, supposedly, and his wife felt, she said she felt like something was attached to her, or attaching itself to her. And like, mm-hmm. But I only saw that in one place, so I didn't want to make my story feel like it was about a demon possessing mm-hmm. them. Right. But with the baby crying and the whining, like, they would hear that, and then they would hear the footsteps. And so they, in that version, like, some evil spirit or entity intentionally took their baby away. And like the footsteps are running away with the kid, or oh, so, yeah, it's like a. I don't like that. I don't like it either. Um, and obviously, we'll never know, but we do know that uh, just a lot of people died there. The Yankee Gem story uh, was a lot of fun to look up. Uh, I had a really funny moment of getting into Yankee Jim because I wanted to like learn where what he did before he went to California and all this stuff and I found like the juicy juice of information. I was like, mm. yes, this mm-hmm. is awesome. Turns out I was looking at someone named Yankee James. So in my head I was putting together this story talking about Yankee Jim and he was <laughs> he was a clown and circus entertainer. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It was. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy just got such an interesting That's life. Typical Laney research, too. yes. And then I'm just looking at it. I read something about Yankee James and like how he died. I was like, that's not the same. 
person, you Thank dingus. God you continued reading and what didn't just start putting two two different people together as one person. <laughs> and he he moonlight as a clown. It was weird. <laughs> it was so, it's so crazy, man. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I, I wasted like a good hour though. Like when I f- realized it, I had a great laugh. I think I texted Ashley like I just wasted a bunch of time, but I have to like tell y'all anyways because. So then it's not a waste of time because now it's a funny story. Yeah, so he was not a clown, just a douche canoe. Uh, <laughs> he may have been a clown in life, but <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. So uh, the Whaley House, uh, of course, it's it, it is listed as one of the most popular places to go for you know haunted tourism i so you can go there uh take a whole tour of the house a lot of people that have gone there of course have witnessed as i said before orbs they think they see a ghost smell something see something hear crying um, smell something say something exactly um don't go to the outhouse i guess i don't know <laughs> you'll hear crying is and the outhouse also- still standing yeah okay that's for yeah. god those times yeah. Thank God I'm in the age of plumbing. But I feel like the ones I've looked up so far, the people that, you know, manage these homes today, uh, like Loftus Hall, no one really said, I mean, I know that they said you felt like someone was watching you. Mm-hmm. That could be said just the same as the Whaley House. The people that work there say you feel like someone's watching you, but no one's ever said, like, this is horrifying. This is scary. Like, they might feel mm-hmm. a feeling, but the people that work there seem to work there for decades. They, I mean, they love it. So I don't know. I think it's up to, it's up for debate. The individual think, person. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of, regardless, there's a lot of cool history there. I don't know if I want to go in a house, even if I saw anything or not. I don't want to go knowing that. A man was hanged kind of in a brutal fashion, and also a baby died, and also a girl shot herself, and also just people died of natural causes there. a lot of tragedy in one confined space. It's just, that's what makes it unique. And it's like that typical story of, you know, a a great man, like, kind of set up for success, has a bunch of kids and happy family, and then it just goes to shit. Well, my dog's just busted into the door, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this up because they just told me it was time's up. So thank you guys for listening. If you have any real estate needs, give Jabor Realty Team a call with Blair Realty Group. And that is it. Have a great day. Have a lovely day. Goodbye.